Welcome back to the 29th episode of the Disney Cruise Line Blog Podcast. On this episode, we will finish our discussion on our recent summer nine-night Alaskan cruise aboard the Disney Wonder in Vancouver. And now, let's resume with our day at Harvard Glacier. About that day, the typical dinner and and what have you, and we were excited because the next day, um, spoiler alert, my favorite day of the whole cruise um, was was going to be the Hubbard Glacier. So um, we, you know, Scott every day came with me to the gym. So we started we started that day out, which was awesome. Yeah, this was this is why you booked this itinerary. Yeah. This Hubbard Glacier. This was the reason to go. On this, uh, this was why we booked this itinerary, Scott. Right. It was so amazing. <laughs> Coming from the kid it's... who has never seen snow either, so keep that in mind. No, I've seen it. I have never touched it. That's yeah. right. This but was... we grew up in Ohio, so we <laughs> were well versed the snow is. I mean, it was one of the arriving outside Hubbard Glacier was it was very misty, and we're you know. But you're near a glacier. Yeah. So, so I walked around on the upper decks and it was just jam packed. Like hard to walk around, just wet. You know, lens was constantly filling or getting rained on. So Scott went up and did recon for us. Yeah. Just I should have known deck four is where to be. So back down on, essentially spent the entire time. At Harvard Glacier on deck four. Uh, and it was amazing. I, you just, there, we have video of the glacier calving, but the video doesn't do it justice. Explaining it doesn't do it justice. You just have to see it for yourself. That, I mean, the icebergs it. coming in and coming out were yeah, that, incredible. The color, the sounds, the. That thunder, that thunder sound. It's like you think there's a storm, but really it's just. You were cra- never away from an ooh or an ah from the crowd. It was, and I hate, anybody that knows me knows I hate snow, I hate ice, and I hate cold weather. So I agreed to go with Scott to Iceland and Norway, loved it. Um, agreed to go to Alaska, loved it. This is like nothing I have ever seen before. And, and we'll get to it, but you know, every Alaskan cruise goes to Tracy Armour Endicott. That is not the Hubbard Glacier. This was, it was showing, don't you feel like it was showing off, Scott? It was just so active and so, oh, yeah, it was with the calving. And I'm sure kids who are usually bored by stuff, um, you know, we saw, see a lot of kids that have to have their face attached to screens, you know, during the cruise and, and more and more kids bringing tablets and things to dinner. No, during this, they were odd. Kids were odd up to the rail totally in awe and that was awesome to see so um highlight for sure of my cruise um was the hubbard glacier so isabel what did you think of hubbard glacier i enjoyed it i liked watching the calving and click breathtaking Breathtaking is a good word to describe it, Isabel. That's very good. So after lunch, or we were up on deck eating lunch, and uh, one of the uh, 
crew members working around the pool came up to us and started talking. Uh, Brijen from India, he was very informative on things to do in Alaska. I spent probably an hour talking to him about Alaska and, you know, the various ports and whatnot. And what, you know, what he likes to do when he gets an opportunity to go ashore. But he he came over to our table because he wanted to let Isabel know that they brought up a chunk of the iceberg that they uh, pulled in. That's legit. I wish I had like a sampler so I could take some. <laughs> and so they had it on like, you know, those gazebo areas, you know, adjacent on the side of Funnel Vision there. So you could go up, take your photo and touch it. Sit on. Yeah. I was like... Big chunks. They were like... Probably was one at the beginning, but then it broke. Yeah, they're bigger than... Chunks were bigger than you. No. Here's the photo. I was kneeling down. (laughs) So, the one thing I think Disney misses out on, and I know there's another cruise line that does it, and I can't think... I'd have to look it up, but why aren't they using that ice to make drinks? Howard Glacier ice drinks. Charge. Right? You need stock. You know you'd sell them. You're anyway. giving Disney ideas to make more money. That's fine. So, uh, our next big uh, meet and greet was... Captain America. <laughs> and we quickly, we quickly learned that something that you know, not being in the meet and greet lines all the time. We didn't really think about this or even know this, but the Marvel characters will cannot sign on the same page is something is a Disney character. They have to kind of be on their own. So like if you have a frame, you can't sign on it. Right. They have to be on their own because the yeah. contract. <laughs> right. So they cannot sign on the same services that's been signed by a Disney character. And, they can sign in the same autograph book, but just not on the same page or like Isabel said, a frame or anything. So keep that in mind if you're kind of planning ahead for your, you know, autographs that that's something. Isabel had a uh, Captain, Captain America, America sh- yeah, that she uh, used to collect the mm-hmm. Avengers autographs. But yeah, they can all sign, all the Marvel characters can sign on the same surface together, but this can't cross over with Disney characters. Just so. And they're pretty... Every time we're in a line, they were making their way through just to let everybody know ahead of time. So there were... Which is smart. Because no disappointment once you get up there. Because it's also sad when the character mm-hmm. says it. So Isabel went into the... Marvel Superhero Academy to get my card. Yeah. She... uh Got her ID card on this cruise, which she was unable to get back in February. And so it helps during the course of the cruise. They have different activities. I liked how Captain America remembered her from class. Yeah, he gave he gave uh, us a little progress report on Isabel's. (laughs) It was the best. On on her behavior and how well she's doing. Assume she was doing well. Because on the back of her ID card, she did earn some stickers to show her progress. Successful completion. One you didn't earn? How'd you get that? (laughs) The Hubbard Glacier Day was pretty much a, you know, once we left the glacier, it was a 
turned into a day at sea with, you know, regular activities on board. So, how long do you think we're, we're at Harbor Glacier for maybe like three hours total from the time we kind of got in to the time we left? It's a long time to sit in a deck chair on deck four, but... Yeah, but I'm talking like sailing in, like the little fjord area and coming back out. So, it's definitely not... You're not the... We're not there all day, so... If you're going on next year's cruise, make sure you check the navigator for the times. This will be very important later on in our talk. <laughs> that... Definitely make note of the times or ask what times we're going to be you'll be in the area to view the glacier because you don't want to plan to do something else or miss you know the reason you're there in the first place actually i only have two spots that i can get not one okay but you can go back the next one because i actually attended this one of them on the february sailing during your previous semester at sea so on to day six, we uh, next port day, we're in Juneau. Juneau. And we got there, and it was foggy. It was cool, though. So it was I th- probably the first time we've been on the ship where the foghorns are going. <laughs> I'm going to just kind of preface this with something. So um, in Juneau, I booked, again, not typical Sanders fashion, but I kind of took the quote-unquote easy way out and booked a trip to the Mendenhall Glacier. I realized very quickly, once picking up the Port Adventure Guide from the ship, that it was just essentially a taxi ride to the Mendenhall Glacier that included the, or bus ride, you know Disney, um, that included the admission. Air-conditioned motor coach. You know, the usual. So, um, you know, on the website, they have this flowery description and this, that, and the other thing. And, um, uh, air-conditioned motorcar. Yeah, for all these hours. and. So, um, after talking to Scott and Isabel, and we realized that they have an um, excursion that does the Skyway, uh, which they don't charge any extra for. It's kind of like the one in St. Thomas. It's the same price if you buy it from Disney or if you buy it from the gate. Um, so no different. Uh, so we decided to, to add that one on. And my experience at the Port Excursion Desk is interesting. So you can't cancel an excursion um, unless it's so long before sailing. But in our case, they let you upgrade your excursion, of course, if there's room. Pending approval. Right, pending approval by manager. Um, Basically, if you're going to pay more, they're probably going to let you do it. I'm going to say this disclaimer. They may not let you change it. If you're going to pay less, forget it. They're not going to let you change it. So we decided to add it anyway. I will say, um, in hindsight, I, I do want to go back to the Mendenhall Glacier, which you know we'll talk about. But I will definitely do transportation on my own um, instead of through Disney. Um, however... We did spend a ton of time. Well, let's just get to the root of this. This, this is why we don't like a lot of Disney port adventures because yes. you're limited on time. So let's and we could have stayed at Mendenhall Glacier a lot, lot longer. I don't want to get ahead of us. I just wanted to do that little caveat. So I wanted to jump ahead. So, 
So Scott, Isabel, we went, we went to, um, we met, did our tour, you know, our meeting spot. And, um, as soon as we, we got there. Oh, the other thing was that our port adventure that we originally booked didn't leave until 1230. And we thought we could walk around town and then eat lunch before in town before going on the port adventure. But this one left at 830. So I kind of wanted that earlier one. I always like to do, we are very early to rise people, early to get things done. So we would have rather have the port adventure that's early that then leaves us time versus trying to do stuff and then rush. So um, we met our guy who was super, super nice. He was a retiree that moved to Juneau. Um, it's been there for now over 20 years. Yeah. Um, the ride to Mendenhall Glacier from the port was very short. Yeah, 20 and minutes. And good views. Too. Beautiful views. Beautiful Lots of pass. eagles along the way. A ton of eagles. Um, another animal to check off the list. Exactly. Another animal to check off. Um, however, the one thing was the time limitation at the Mendenhall Glacier. 90 so, minutes. So you get presented with, there are different trails that you can take. So... Scott and Isabel and I all decided immediately that our very first um, thing that we wanted to do was to try to see bears. So the, there's a bear trail. There's another trail that takes you to these gorgeous falls, which we would not have time. We would not have had time to do. So um, let's talk about that, Scott. We you want to talk about how we talked to the ranger and yeah, we uh, our priority. We kind of prioritized. We wanted to increase our chances of seeing wildlife and specifically a bear so we uh and this is one of the things doug was telling us the during the nature talk that this the steep creek trail was where we have would have a good chance of seeing a bear and we checked with the ranger uh there were no confirmed sightings at that time but we went ahead and went anyway and sure enough we ran into nikki bear number 25 who was snacking on a salmon that was so cool and, uh, but however, it was amazing. And we could have sat there and watched Nikki forever, oh, right? Yeah. But here's me saying, come on, guys. We got to get to the next We've been here point. for 20 minutes. Like, I just want to go down and pet her. Well, you can't do that. You but we've got to go to the next spot. So this is where kind of that time limitation that mm -hmm. is put on by Disney really um, can be irritating because we could have honestly, in the rain, stood there and watched Nikki eat the salmon go chill we could right. we were so close to her we could smell the salmon fascinating you can hear the or you know chewing crunching the salmon's bones it's but then the mom and me is kicking in going come on guys and i get these faces you know scott and isabel are giving me these faces but you know we wanted to to see what else we could see so real quick if while we were walking around the uh, wild alaska live that was on that was recorded by P or BBC and aired on PBS, that was actually filming kind of around the time we were there. So, if, you know, you can check that out on demand right now. Uh, that's something that was right there at Mendenhall Glacier. But, so, yeah, like I only said, it was time to wrap up. And, you know, the bear was also kind of done with her snacks. She went back into the woods, but as we are walking out, uh, she reappeared at another area and another group was forming to watch that. But because we we're on a strict time schedule, it was. Well, we also wanted to see the actual glacier. Yeah. <laughs> so that yeah. was 
the Mendenhall Glacier itself. So we wanted to hit up the, was it the photo trail, Scott? Um, yes. Photo, is it, yeah. it, what was it called, Isabel? Photo Point Trail? Yeah. Just the overlook. It's short and cute. So you can you can see everything from there from afar. You can see the glacier. You can see the falls. Another you can see the eagle. little dots of people that are all the way over at the falls that took the uh, trail over. The trail would have taken forty five minutes round trip, um, which we would have just made it to the bus. But we also wanted to go to the welcome center and you know try we to watch the little movie too. Though. And I will say that the people that were on our bus that took that trail. They were able to see um, a porcupine, mm-hmm. but they did not get to see the bear. So, eh, porcupine, bear, bear, I'm going to go with the bear. So, I mean, we were in port for 12 hours. Right. So that adds to the annoyance of you have 90 minutes and then you have to leave. Right, right. But we knew this up front. It wasn't a surprise, but this is always something that we think about so robert was back with the bus or no we went up to the visitor center we watched a film that they had it kind of showed the progression of mendenhall glacier through the years decades centuries and some other stuff there were that was the in fact just note for families traveling that's the only place they allow you to have a snack because they don't want you to eat snacks out on the trails because of the wildlife and the bears uh, sniffing the food and potentially coming after you. So keep that in mind when you're doing these, in a, you know, these kind of tours in Alaska, that you have to manage and listen to where you can have, you know, open food and whatnot. Anyway, it was... After the uh, after our time in the visitor center, we went back on the bus and we went back into town where we went to oh the Mount Roberts Tramway. I liked the ride up and the ride down. The stuff up there was super cool. What was your favorite part up there? Miss Baltimore, Lady Baltimore. Well, Isabel, can you tell everybody who Lady Baltimore is? She is an eagle. And she was shot in one of the wings, correct? And she is missing an eye, and they are create, have created like a little shelter, a little hut for her. She's unable to, you know, survive, on survive in the wild now, so. She's, uh, <clears throat> has a kind of home up at the top there's also a hiking trail up there there are a few hiking trails up Mm -hmm. there but there was only one that was appropriate for us to do in a small time frame with isabel that was not up and down the mountain this one was just up around the mountain the alpine Mm -hmm. trail and it was i liked it though a little under a mile i think um but the other ones were change in elevation so we would have either had to climb kind of down the mountain Mm -hmm. or climb further up the mountain and we weren't dressed or prepared we weren't prepared to hike so because you could hike up and then take the tram down or vice versa and right right 
But the, we did great. The only thing that was kind of difficult was that it started raining, so areas were slippery. Yeah, the trails were kind of getting muddy and a little slippery, so it was a little, you had to be a little careful. But it was still, fu- I mean, everybody did fine. There were no complaints. There were some older people that were up there that were kind of, um, I don't think that they kind of knew what they were getting into. Uh, they were kind of struggling a little bit because it is a, a hiking trail. I mean, it's not like a paved roadway that you're just walking along. The only thing was, was that when we were up there, it was so foggy that you could see a little bit, but when we had come down and after we were done walking around the city, the fog lifted. You could have gone up again. We could have gone up again with our tickets, yeah, because you're good all day, but when we were up there, it was foggy, although it was kind of neat to kind of look down on the clouds, but the tramway was great. It was kind of fun to descend, you know, not knowing where you're going. You're just kind of going down through the fog. (laughs) You know, when we were done there, we... Uh, Scott, are those tramways kind of um, how the, like, ski gondolas are in, in out west? Yeah. Yeah. It was it was neat. It wasn't a, wasn't a rickety, scary tram. It was very fast, up the mountain. I mean, and I would recommend it. And you, know, you don't have to book an excursion through your cruise ship. It's just, just something you can just walk up and buy tickets for. Yeah. I like it. And there was a, you know, representative on, on there that kind of gave a little history and did a little song. Talking to everybody on the way up and down. Right. So after after our little uh, trek up the mountain, it was time to go get lunch. And uh, where does anyone go that has a seafood allergy in Alaska? We took we did got to Tracy's allergy? Crab Shack, uh, which has nothing but shellfish on the menu. This was <laughs> this was something that was listed literally everywhere as the place to go. And you could tell because the line was very far out the door. The cool thing about it though, is it's one of those you go up and you order and then your food comes out. So, um, it's not where you have to sit down and wait for a server at the table. So it kind of does move just a little bit faster and they are cooking the crab outside. The sad thing was, was that they tell you that there's a catch of the day that you can get, but they did not have, or were already out of the catch of the day when we got there. So, um, being that we were in Alaska, Poor Scott um, got to watch Isabel and I eat because we really didn't want to go somewhere else um, because this was... They had beer on the menu, so it worked out just fine. Yeah, so Scott got beer. I got a wine that was specific to there. Isabel and I each had a huge crab leg. Isabel, what would you say? I did try to get root beer. Oh, yes, they were out of they that too. They were out of that. But I see that because there were a lot of people trying to go there. Super busy port day for sure. We also did have to hunt down a seat, but we... It was busy, but you know what? It was... um, That's probably the best crab leg I've ever had. It's definitely the freshest. Um, It was humongous. The closest thing we've ever seen to actual deadliest catch kind of crab. Yeah, and they're cooking it outside. Um, the guy was, and there were definitely, there were tons of different things you could get. You could get crab cakes, crab bisque, all this stuff. Isabel and I each got a crab leg, which came with uh, a roll. Um, it was, it was great. So after like a Hawaiian roll? <laughs> yes, as so. well as a bread. So <laughs> after that, we, you know, um, took Scott. So Thanks that, for sharing that Hawaiian roll, by the way. <laughs> right. Sorry. No, you got nothing and you liked it. You stood behind us. Um, we also wanted to go to the place, speaking of Deadliest Catch, uh, we wanted to pay homage to Captain Phil from the Cornelia Marie and his favorite um, that they always had on the show was the duck fart, the duck fart shot. So we went to the Red Dog Saloon to get the duck fart and luckily they had an awesome menu. So Scott was able to eat lunch. 
which was great. So Scott, what did you uh, what did you think about your salmon wrap? It was good. Yeah, it was cool. Um, it was a good place. It was I got a, to write my name. Yeah, Isabel had, had a blast walking around the saloon and writing on the walls and you yeah, know in a bar stool. So while Scott was eating, we walked over and got some fudge from the Alaskan Fudge Company. Uh, so we had that kind of for dessert. And then um, we had to make our uh, obligatory stop at at a liquor store so that Scott could pick up some beer. Because you can bring, for all of you that know Disney Cruise Line, you can bring um, two bottles of wine per person or a six-pack of beer on each port. And Scott wanted to pick up some Alaskan beer that they didn't have on the ship um, because he likes his happy IPAs. And while they did have one, the one that we found was was better. So we picked up that. We actually then went over to the Alaskan Brewing Company shop. Um, Scott almost, you almost took the tour. I almost tour. did the tour, which is not right there in town. It's a, they pick you up from the uh, store and take you. It's only 20 bucks, but, you know. At that time, though, we, I mean, we had been, we went to the gym, we had been, we hiked, we walked around. I mean, you do start to kind of get a I little was kind of running low. Tired, yeah. So we stopped in a few shops and Isabel got our um, obligatory Christmas ornament. Finally. And we were actually too full from the late lunch to even go to dinner. So, um, you know, that was, that was an evening where we just... Um, I think we went to the we went to the ventriloquy show that, Michael Harrison Con- that people usually that we went to the early show that we would normally go to during dinner. I mean, you know that the late yeah. diners would normally go to. So and these two didn't really want to go. I'm the one that said, "Let's go." And it was amazing. He was super good. Super good, super good. But um, (laughs) one thing I want to mention really quick, which I know that you can read out in the trip trip report, was um, Isabel wanted to go to the kids' club for a little bit afterwards, and it was still early. So Scott and I decided to go down to the Cadillac Lounge, and I discovered something that I will never forget. And they probably are going to get rid of this um, before the next time I cruise the Wonder because that's just what happens. there is something on their wine menu that's called the sommelier bin. And you choose whether you want red, white, or sparkling. And then it is $10. And they will bring you, it's essentially whatever bottle that is open that they need to finish up. So um, red wine can last a little bit longer. White wine can too, but sparkling not so much. So we talked to the server who was awesome and she said, you'll never get anything served that is less than $10 a glass. Um, if they do have, they do have one sparkling that's um, Chandon. That's a sparkling one out of California. It's not Moet and Chandon uh, Champagne from France. They do have one that's, it's $9. And she said, if that is something that's in the sommelier bin, we will charge you $9 for it. So you'll never get, you're either going to get a, a $10 value or 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 better. So she says she always tries to talk people into sparkling. And I said, well, no need to talk Emily Sanders into sparkling because that's my favorite. So the she brings me the first glass and they don't tell you what it is. And I look at it and I smell it and I immediately can tell that it is the uh, Tatanger Prestige Rosé. So I taste it and the waitress or server kind of looks at me and, and I'm smiling because... She, 
I guessed it. And and she was shocked. And I said, what? Tatanger is my favorite champagne. And I order a glass of the rosé. Usually once a cruise is kind of like a treat yourself. So she asked me if I wanted to roll the dice again. And Scott and I were having an enjoyable time sitting and looking out the portholes in the Cadillac Lounge. We we weren't even really talking much to each other because we were just focused on the water. We were staring at the water to see if we Did could see... Did you see anything? Any kind of whale or anything jumping. They didn't even have the musician in there at that time either. No, it, it was, was nice. It was quiet. Um, although the people two tables ahead of us ordered water, so that's always funny. Um, so... The next glass, she's grinning. She brings to me, she's smiling again. So I, giveaway. I smell it and I immediately know what it is because, it, it, you know, Tatanger is not an expensive champagne. It's around $40 a bottle, give or take. Um, it happens just to be my favorite. There are plenty of champagnes that cost way more than that. Um, but it's the one that I, I like and it's the one that Disney Cruise Line uses. So I know it. I know it very well. And so she said that she laughed because the bartender is the one that serves these. Um, and so when they opened it, she you know, told the bartender that's her favorite champagne. So she knew I was going to guess it. So, But what's cool about that is because the glass of the Tatanger Rosé is normally $19 a glass. And the regular Prestige is $16 a glass. So here we go. I got two glasses for 10 bucks a piece. So, you know... I would highly recommend uh, going into the uh, Cadillac Lounge and rolling the dice in the sommelier bin. I would not hesitate doing the red or the white. Scott, I think you said the same thing that that you wouldn't either. So um, yeah, keys. It's potentially offered in keys too. On the Magic, I don't know about on the Dream Class ships if there's a sommelier bin anywhere, but definitely check any of the venues right for this it's it's awesome for them though because it is a way to to use up some of their more expensive varieties um instead of you know because you you can only have a glass of sparkling wine that lasts or a bottle of that when you open it that lasts so long so even with those fun little tops they put on them so not to dwell on that and you can read about the trip report but but that was a super cool thing so after that, it was bedtime because we knew that the next day was going to be Skagway. So it was going to be early to bed, early to rise. Um, and Isabel, what did we what did we have planned in Skagway? Well, this is the excursion I got to choose. Right. And we did gold panning with Donald in Liarsville. Right, and that's exactly how they talk. <laughs> so <laughs> she's she is not being bratty. That is exactly how they do it. Isabel, would you like to describe how the excursion went, how we started and how far it is and all of that? Do you think you can remember? It's not very far. About 20 minutes out of town. 2015. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Um, you get to a little puppet show. It's cute. When, when you first get there, they tr- they have you can make s'mores or you can have a cookie, Kirkland Signature cookie, straight from Alaska. Kind of makes me chuckle. And and warm apple cider. Of course I made a s'more. Of course you made a s'more at 8.30 in the morning. That's what, what, what everybody... That's what kids do. When nobody's paying attention. <laughs> so that they do that kind of while they're introducing you to Liarsville and, and um, 
getting ready for the puppet show that Isabel spoke of. So then we're kind of uh, herded into their little outdoor hippodrome. Theater. Hippodrome. That's right. Exactly. So Isabel, do you want to talk about you want to talk about that since it was a cute little puppet show about uh, why was the town called Liarsville? Do you remember? No. Because the reporters. The reporters were lazy and they lied to, in their reports. They couldn't they, go up to the Yukon. They, they were too chicken. So they came up to Liarsville and pretended that they went up and they reported back all of these stories. So um, the puppet show was super cute. Um, you know, kids of all ages were enjoying it. It was, it was cute. And then after we did the puppet show, um, they did a scavenger hunt. with. They broke you off in groups. And you did a scavenger hunt looking for things that you needed to pan gold with. Now, yes. let me caution you that this scavenger hunt is definitely geared towards younger kids. One of the um, questions was, the answer was pants. I mean, I hope that you needed pants <laughs> to look to pan for gold. You're also in Alaska, it's cold. But this is not a scavenger hunt that is um, in any sort of difficult range. It's very very much geared towards maybe the five to seven or, or eight-year-old range. So very cute. Um, if you're an adult, you're going to kind of be... The adults in front of us had it finished in the 15-foot walk from the Hippodrome over to the first spot. And then Scott and I were kind of being judgy, saying, wow, they didn't even wait. And then I looked at the paper and did the same thing and said, yeah, you know. But it's great for the kids. They had the kids up front. The kids were figuring it out. The way they did it was great because they broke you down into groups, so it wasn't this humongous group going from near to there. Um, and then you picked up your gold panning thing. So, Isabel, talk about that because that is the one thing you wanted to do in Alaska. But wait, there's something a little bit random here. The pencils they had. Oh, those were cool. Very cool. interesting. Yeah. They were like wood, but they like were pencils. Like twigs. Then had Liarsville on there, and they were... You got to keep them it. away. Yeah, you got to keep it. So I got to keep mine. Free souvenir. Free. All right. You're so cute. So the gold Free. Panning. I paid for that. You're dead I paid for that. Oh, stop <laughs> it. So when they started the gold painting, they already had the gold pre in the bag, in the pan. They had, you were guaranteed to find a few flakes of gold. So they have like Three the gravel that has the gold flakes in it that are kind of preloaded. So you're, they're teaching you how to, how to pan all the sediment off and get to your gold so flakes. there's different tables you go to. And everyone in the family gets a pan. Almost everyone. Anybody that wants to join in. Yes. I mean, clearly... Um, it's not like, there was a little creek there. I would have panned in the creek. Yeah. Looks like there were some shiny flakes in there. <laughs> totally would have done it. More or less, you're set up in these troughs. Not a, like, you're standing up next to these troughs and panning. And, and here's, here's the trip. The trough is full of new pay. So <laughs> just, if you, if you happen to dump yours or not liking what, your preloaded uh, uh, gold pan has in it. Just Try scoop again. some more up from but, but inside. He, but here's the Disney caveat, okay? So the excursion, your meeting point was at 8.30 or something like that. 
or you got there at 8.30. I can't remember which one. We either got left at 8 or 8.30, okay? You get there, you go through their whole little, your their thing. You go do gold panning. While we were gold panning, Chip and Dale were about mingling, adorable, photos with them. They did yeah, stop to help Isabel. Out. They stopped to help. They were great. Then they had Donald set up that you could go and get in line and take pictures with. And when I say line, I'm using that term loosely because there was no more than three or four families in line at a time. It wasn't like character lines on the ship in the parks. So, um, I did find five flakes of gold. You did. I found none. My, I must have got frustrated and dumped my pan. Who knows? I was done. <laughs> I went to go well, see I Donald. I did get a little help from Chip. Dale and the lady. Correct, you did. One of them. And, and I wasn't mad. It was fine. They gave you a little bag for it, whatever. But again, I have this no is idea the, where my gold's at. This is the Disney excursion when they start I ringing did. the dinner bell <laughs> at 10.30 in the morning for lunch. And we're just laughing because the excursion... I'm happy I'll eat. I know. The excursion was like from, I think, 8.30 to 11.15 or something. But everybody just kind of looked at each other like, it is 10.30 and they're making salmon. So... Um, the food was delicious. I think Scott would have stayed for hours and just eaten the pink salmon that they were serving. The salmon was delicious. They're very smart. What they do probably with their leftover salmon, um, that people don't pick up is they make a salmon Caesar salad instead of a chicken Caesar salad. Which that was really good. delicious. Um, so there's a bar where you can buy beer, um, no wine, just beer, uh, the Alaskan brews. They have them on draft. Uh, or soda, and then for free, for free, you know, in included in your excursion, you could get water. Air quotes. Right, water, um, hot tea, coffee, lemonade. Uh, but the the food was great. Um, the bite of the mac- macaroni and cheese I had was not, but it doesn't matter. You're not really there for that. I mean, you're you're in Alaska. The salmon is what's going to be good, and it and it was good. I mean, there was cornbread. Um, it was delicious. We. Had an awesome ten thirty lunch. So I love eating lunch at ten thirty. <laughs> Isabel was already hungry for a snack, so um, I think it was a hundred and three or a hundred and seven dollars a person. But um, that is the one thing that Isabel wanted to do. She wanted to pay for gold, and she saw the excursion with the characters. And even though the unofficial guide to Disney Cruise Line mentioned that. Um, the review that they had from the person said that they would it was mediocre and they would not do it again. Um, we did have an enjoyable time. So the one awesome part about that excursion is we were back, we were back in town and we had plenty of time. One complaint, which I left, not a complaint, a uh, suggestion, which I left on our, because they give you a comment card when you're on the bus. It would have been awesome if they dropped you off or gave you uh, an option to drop off in downtown Skagway. Um, they didn't do that. They sent you back to the ship. Um, you know, we were not lazy. We don't mind the walk. But, but so many, like in the Caribbean, most excursions want to dump you off in town. Yeah, we did that. We did that in Juneau. We yeah. didn't go back to the ship. We just, right. we told our, our, our gentleman that, hey, we're just going to, we're going to do the tramway, and when we're done with the tramway, we're going to walk around, we're going to have lunch. And he was like, fine, just thank you for letting me know. But it would have been nice if they would have given you the option. Although, when we got back to the ship, we noticed that the majority of the people 
actually did go back to the ship. And there were a lot of smaller kids on there, which they had to get up early and so on. But, you know, we got off um, the bus and we immediately made the right turn to start walking back towards Skagway and into Skagway. So it would have just been a little bit of a time saver for us. Um, Got to get my steps in. Yeah, we didn't mind the walking. You know, like I said, Scott, we were kind of joking because he lost weight on the cruise. I I didn't gain any weight on the cruise. Um, You know, we had a wonderful time, but one of the places we wanted to go to was Skagway Brewing, which was kind of at the other end of the town. Not that Skagway is very big, but... It would have just saved us just a bit of time. So um, the excursion was fine. It was great. Isabel had a good time. That's what counted. The food was fine. Um, as we were making our way into Skagway and walking through the little town, we stopped at a um, kind of a rundown. Uh, was it a caboose, Scott? It was part of a train that we went and kind of explored behind? Oh, oh the... Uh Locomotive that was back yeah, behind the town yeah. hall. Yeah, we stopped there on our way. Mm-hmm. I really like this town. I mean, it was fun to walk around. It was probably my favorite port of them all. To I mean, walk of around. actual, you know, real ports. It's kind of like that because it was an old town feel to it, yeah, also. So that. And then, I mean, as the day went on, it became beautiful. We had some amazing weather on this trip. But, yeah, I'm walking around town. There's a lot a lot of little shops to go into. Uh, it, one of the things that we noticed on a lot of the uh, stores, there were signs, Alaskan-owned, Alaska-operated family business, because a lot of the jewelry stores have come in and, you know, overheard a gentleman talking in this one antique store that and these jewelry stores came in and paid three times the value of the property, you know, to get in there and such. So kind of forcing out more of the mom and pop local family businesses that were in there. So those jewelry stores got to get in on that uh, cruise tourism because, you know, that duty-free shopping in the United States is where it's at. So on our walk around town, we checked out the uh, White Pass train that was there, and we kept walking around. Went all the way down to the Skyway Brewing to try some of their local beers. And, you know, because we had that very early lunch, there's no way we wanted to eat eat again at the brewery, but the menu looked good. If we didn't already eat, that would have probably been a good place to hit up for food. Uh, the one thing is if you're going just for drinks, it was kind of busy. So you either had to wait a long time for a table or to get drinks. And since we're traveling as a family and this isn't Disney property, you, you have to go out to the back patio after you order your drink. Cause you can't hang around the bar with your kids in Alaska. We're just really spoiled with Disney where they don't really care. Right. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so after that, we kind of, that was all the way at, I say like all the way that was at the end, opposite end of town from the ships. So we then progressed back towards, uh, town into town and through the shops. There was a, one of the shops there was like a, 
was it Ace Hardware? Yes. That had everything, including... That was the unofficial guide. They yeah. told you to go there, so we stopped in there. If you need something, even as random as it could be, this is the place to go. Heck, they even had a Su- Seattle Supersonics backpacks. Right. <laughs> but we were, uh, we were docked that day at the railroad dock, which isn't the normal berth for the wonder. Uh, so that was nice because up along the, uh, the mountain, the rock wall that's there, you can see all like the inaugural visits for all the ships that have visited Skagway. That's really cool. And if you look around, there's some really cool, you know, artwork, you know, ship designs, but the, uh, inaugural season for the wonder is up there. So definitely one of the first ones, actually, if that's something maybe worth walking over there just to kind of see when you're there, even if you're not at that dock. But And someone also, there's a rock that looks like a skull. Yeah, that's really cool. Skull rock. We, we wanted to go, what was the museum, Emily, with the film that we stopped at? Klondike. It was a Klondike museum. Yeah, we, we really want, we went in there, we were getting ready to kind of watch the film. It's because the film was included. Right. It was something we're going to do. The Klondike Gold Rush National Historic Park Visitor Center, which is right next to the, you know, kind of right there with the White Pass Railway Station, right along the tracks there. Uh, Want to do that? I know that, um, you know, along with everyone has their own opinions on things. You have to have a veranda in Alaska. You have to do this. You have to do that. You have to try this. You have to try that. One of the things that everybody had an opinion on was the railway. You have to take the railway. Well, Scott and Isabel and I discussed this and none of the three of us were interested in a three and a half hour train ride where you are sitting there for three and a half hours and looking at scenery. Now, that is not to say that once Isabel got older, maybe that it would be interesting. She's too big for the excursion that had the youth activities counselors that took you into your own car to do things. That was more geared towards smaller kids. Um, there is one that looks awesome where you take the railway up and then you can bike back down. I think that would be more of interest to us when Isabel got a little bit bigger. But we heard from a lot of people that you have to take the train, you have to take the train, you have to take the train. Well, I can tell you that... We had an awesome time in Skagway. I would love to go back, and we didn't take the train, and we do not feel cheated. So, um, you know, there is that. You also can get the passes at the railway station um, that are less than the Disney excursion. You just have to walk to the town or pay for their little Lynx bus kind of thing. You know, I don't remember what it was called. They have a little, like, ride thing that's cheap to get there. Um, But you can do that. So... This little museum was right by that station, um, and some little shops there uh, as well. But as Scott was saying, we had to cut our visit short because Isabel wanted to go see Black Widow. Black Widow. So we had Spider-Man. Yeah, we had Marvel characters to meet. We we did also wanted to take some time on our way back to take some pictures in front of the ship because the weather in Skagway was the best weather of all the ports. Um, beautiful, I I shudder to say warm, sunny day. Um, but it was, 
It was lovely. I believe Scott even shed an outer layer. No, I did too. It's unthinkable. It's this never happens. Anybody that knows Scott knows that he, you know, always is freezing. But we did. We shed we shed some layers there because the sun was just gorgeous. We also needed our sunglasses. It was awesome. So back on the ship we went so we could um we quickly changed for dinner so that we could got my notebook. Yeah, that's right. So we could meet everybody kind of sequentially because they meet at like, you know, like 4.45, 5, 5.15, that kind of thing. This so was also formal. Once you... Semi-formal. Semi-formal. Once you met one, you kind of were in line for the other. So, Isabel, do you want to talk about Spider-Man and, uh, and Black Widow? Don't know really what to say. Um, well, who's your favorite Marvel character? Black Widow. Black Widow. You know, the Marvel characters are great because they spend time with each kid or family. So that's really cool because they, they, uh, it's kind of like the princesses do. They, they don't, they were having conversations with Isabel. Yeah. They pretend like, that they don't cause they, see the line around them and it's great. Yeah. And they talk about stuff, you know, reference things they did in the, uh, superhero academy. Right. So it was it was really cool how they And tonight was the crown jewel of the night, which was Tiana's place. And we've talked about this on our Wonder podcast, but um this is our favorite night on the ship. Um our table mates had a late excursion, so they were not there. Uh but this is I know it's my favorite night, not just for the the beignets at the end, but the dance party, the Mardi Gras parade. Um it is just a super fun time. So I think that um, it, all in all, this was this was a, just a great day all around, wouldn't you guys say? Yes. Yeah, Tiana's place never disappoints. So, mm. <laughs> well, yeah, read the trip report. <laughs> so after Tiana's place, it was the, the overall theme for the day was the frozen day. So up on deck was the freezing the night away with Anna, Elsa, and friends. Uh, which took an interesting turn when the uh, emergency page sounded looking for a passenger. So that kind of paused the show, if you will. But like I said, the performers took it in stride. They handled it very well and everything. So the show must go on. There's video of it up on the website posted too, but. Uh, that was pretty much it again for our day in Skagway. Uh, the next day was Tracy Arm. Tracy Arm, air quotes, because we went to Endicott. Uh, now here, here's the, here's the thing. I kind of mentioned this back when we were talking about Hubbard. It's very, very, very important to check your navigator times for the viewing because... We, for some reason, our time slot for the fjord was between 5 a.m. and 10 a.m. So that means we you enter the fjord at 5 a.m. and you're done at 10 a.m. I like that time slot, though. That seems nice. But you if you're, but what do a lot of people do on quote unquote sea days? Sleep in. Yes, there were a lot of upset passengers this day. Because they didn't pay attention to the navigator for the viewing times of uh, 
the glacier or the fjord. I did enjoy eating breakfast and looking out the window because we had to get a window seat and looking at the fjord. Well, but Scott, you didn't necessarily pay attention either. Right. Because when we were in the gym. We're still up early. And we, we were sailing into Endicott. I mean, Doug was already on deck explaining things to people and you didn't when it said 5 30 in the morning i don't think that that clicked with you either because you told me that you would have then gone to the gym later i i didn't change my routine i was fine with that because we were you know where the gym is located it's above the bridge so you can still see everything it's fine um but then it was definitely a rush to get out there so um as we were pulling in to Endicott is kind of when we got out there. So, and it's you miss just, a lot of the wildlife sailing in. I mean, I didn't really care. It's just knowing what I know now. I think I might have, but it didn't really matter because I got to enjoy sailing out of the fjord. So, yeah. I guess you see it either coming in or going out. It ended up being but, fine. Yeah, it was. I actually liked going in the morning. You know, the the light was good. Uh, it was clear once we got into the you know closer to the Dawes Glacier but I mean even in the morning the gym because the exercise machines have uh, the ability to watch TV plug your headphones into it and one of the stations was the bridge bridge view that had Doug's narration on so I could I was in there in the gym on the machine looking out over the you know, kind of with the bridge view out of the gym window, listening to Doug talk, and you could look over and you could see Doug standing on the bridge wing, <laughs> narrating. So that's cool. It was a lot of fun, and you know, this was one of those where if you, it was a really cool sight, but after being at Hubbard Glacier, it's kind of like, oh, this is cute. <laughs> yeah, I mean, mm. it Dawes Glacier. I'm talking more about Dawes Glacier because the fjord was beautiful sailing through. But in terms of glaciers, Hubbard, you know, is above and beyond. But we we kind of found a spot, you know, outside of Cabanas, up on the open deck, where Emily found her new favorite friend. Yeah, gentleman was coming around with drink specials at, I don't know, 8 in the morning. And they had mimosas or hot toddies. There were things that you could add to your coffee. They had whiskey and, you know, Baileys and things. And um, so I told him that I would, you know, happily uh, buy something from him if I could have um, a mimosa that just had enough orange juice to kind of coat the glass, meaning kind of hold the OJ. Oh, he was happy to oblige, no problem, and and came back and found me again later and wanted to know if I wanted to repeat that. So um, it was very nice to enjoy a, we'll call it a mimosa, but it was really Prosecco with the tiniest splash of OJ up there. But um, nice thing that they had offered when we were on deck four, the day that we were at the Harvard Glacier, they were walking around with the complimentary cocoa, which was awesome. Um, But this, this was kind of nice to have the little drink cart. They also had the hot cocoa guys walking around. So um, nice, nice little extras that they that they had. So we, yeah, the um, Tracy Arm Fjord or Endicott Arm, whatever. We're one of the 
nice. One of the more unique things that it's not something you really experience because underway, it's not really what they do, but the celebrity solstice cruise ship sailed right past us. And like once, very one, close to once our time was done, you know, at Dawes Glacier, the solstice moved right in, moved right in. And it's probably the closest we've ever been to another cruise ship underway, not like in a port. Like, so it was, it was interesting, you know. My favorite part about it is all the glaciers in the mountains. Yeah, those were cool. Yeah, there we was a s- mountain goat and, and a baby and a lot of seals, um, a lot of other wildlife that you could see. And, and part of the wildlife that's really cool is that you're, it's these fjords that you're sailing into, are they're very close to the ship. So you're close to land, kind of on both sides. So there's there is a lot to see. Mm-hmm. I mean, just to go out after dinner to kind of go and hang out and just watch is just nice. So, um, you know, the one good thing about going to Endicott so early was that that was, except for the other scenery, that was kind of like the last hurrah. So then you had the rest of the day and another sea day. Um, you almost had like two sea days at the end of this cruise. Definitely. And Isabel was happy to, find what on deck another piece of glacier yeah this, this one, one was bigger than the last than hubbard glacier yeah this was a and it was one piece and it was about maybe two and a half feet almost it was you know more than waist height to you so what maybe a couple feet yeah i liked it and i touched it yeah that was yeah, cool. i would have had a sampler if i could yeah, the views just sailing through the fjord were pretty incredible, you know. And then this was another one of the days, since it then transitioned to another sea day, this was uh, another day for another one of Doug Jones's talks in the theater. This one was on killer and humpback whales, which was very interesting. This one was my favorite. Yeah, I had no idea that you could, you know identify whales by their pattern on their tails. That's actually my favorite part of the whole thing, learning about that. That was... And about the lady that saw a whale, took a picture of the film, and then got it identified. Mm -hmm. That was cool. Yeah, that's... It's pretty amazing. Then, moving on, because this longer, longer itinerary, they find kind of cool things to do. They did a... uh, Steering committee played hide-and-seek with the guests. That's, oh, yes. That was hard. No kidding. But You'd think so it would be easy fun. to find, you know, you know, like the captain, the cruise I directors. I wish they gave us longer time, though. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Uh, you have about, what, seven members of the steering committee. They all come out. We met, and the cruise director. Yeah. Kind of all met, and uh, where do we meet? Azure. To start things off, you got on teams, you know, the steering committee came out and kind of introduced themselves in their, you know, uniforms, and then they kind of went away to change. Oh, they changed. And we signed up for teams, and then you were given, I don't know, what, 20 minutes? Yeah, we needed more time. That was the only thing. Yeah, we're given about 15 to 20 minutes to scour the ship, and if you found them, you had to go up to them and say, hey, you're so, you know... 
you know, I found you, and they'd give you a little card with their uh, position, like staff I captain, found captain. The steering. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, each each uh person you found it was worth fifty points. The captain was then worth a hundred points. I tell you, this was a lot harder than it looked. Split up either. And the worst part is, we walked past a couple of them. It was pretty fun. One of, the, I think the best one was was it the staff captain or the chief? Uh, no, the chief engineer, that one in uh, was working at Pinocchio's That's, serving pizza. And then he brought pizza back. <laughs> yeah, but that that was really cool. Like you know, activity that was great. Never to, never seen that in a navigator before. Well. The only other time I've heard of it was on the Fantasies Southern Caribbean cruise this summer. They did it, but I thought it was really cool that you know they were that they did that, took time out of their day to take part in this event, and it was fun. They seemed to have fun. It wasn't like they were being forced to do it like some things later in the day. Which was our next activity I was talking about. The cheese tasting. <laughs> Emily doesn't even want to talk Pass. about it. Pass. Yeah. I'm just gonna we'll just let that go. It's on the trip report if you want to go over it. It was you'll say it was underwhelming. So after what we'll loosely call a cheese tasting. Moving on the sea day, we went to see Michael Harrison's ventriloquism, <laughs> ventriloqu- I can't say it. ventriloquism workshop in Azure. Baby tennis ball. Yeah. These, uh, it <laughs> was funny. These guys are great. Like, these variety acts are really very good. I Especially mean. in their small shows that they do like this during the day. The next event was nautical knot tying, which Isabel... First of all, let me just tell you, it's very difficult to have all these events that are back-to-back from each other. Do you agree, Isabel? Yes. We weren't able to finish anything. We finished the steering committee hide-and-seek, but then we missed the... It was another scavenger hunt. A scavenger hunt. Um, Because we we wanted to go to lunch. (laughs) But there was 15 minutes in between. Yeah. And then there was nautical knot tying that was, or the cheese tasting, and there was the nautical, like it was back to back to back to back. And some things overlapped. They they overlapped or they went over. Mm -hmm. So this was one of those sea days where we had a ton of things we wanted to do because there were so many first timing things. So Isabel wanted to do nautical knot tying. We went and it was fun. Go ahead, Isabel, talk about that. Um, Since we left a little early, I do still have the nautical knot things they used. The rope. The sample rope. Yeah, sample rope. And, and the guide. Maybe a little booklet mm-hmm. or a guide. And then they had one of the guys there telling you and then had a few other officers going around. And then they had guys in yellow suits cutting the rope. Mm-hmm. Giving yeah. them to do. Not being outside. It was definitely a fun activity. Isabel really enjoyed it. Uh, it kind of got a slow start. I think this is, I mean, even the handout was, as I dubbed it, undisney-fied because it wasn't, you know, Disney Cruise Line logoed up handout for the not tying instructions. It's something I think they're kind of trying something add into like towel folding and whatnot on a longer sailing. It was a lot of fun. 
while we were there. Uh, Isabel, I've, she'll still grab the rope and tie up every once in a while. But yeah, I think it's a fun activity. I could tell Isabel enjoyed it. The other kids seemed to enjoy it. Even the adults enjoyed it. Uh, I think even the officers or the the guys that were doing it enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. They seemed to enjoy getting out and yeah. hanging out with the guests. Definitely. They had smiles on their faces. So, as the evening rolled around, we, uh, Isabel fought her way through officer pin trading. I don't know, were you successful? Yes, I was. Awesome. She's lucky, Scott, where she's still small. (laughs) So she can kind of... It also works against her in that. Snake in, but there were a lot of kids at this one, I have Mm -hmm. to admit. It, it was one of the better uh, adults behaving group. Yeah. And then, I don't know, the highlight of the cruise, kind of for me, in terms of entertainment, was Susan Egan's concert performance show that night. It was, I said it, I'll say it again. It's probably the best thing I've seen in the Walt Disney Theater on the ships. If you ever get a chance and you're on a cruise with her. Go see the show. It was really great. I prefer villains tonight. Well, it's gone. I know. Yanked from the dream well ahead of Beauty and the Beast. It's so sad. But that was kind of the end of uh, that Endicott Arm slash Sea Day. Ahead of our last full day of the cruise. Another day at sea as we kind of made our way back to Vancouver. And uh, this was just one of those days where Emily and I went to Palo for brunch. I mean, because it's included. This had to be my least favorite trip to Palo and all of the cruises we've been on. But uh after that we went up to uh go see Michael Holly. Is it Michael Holly? Yes, I think so. Yes. I went to go see Michael Holly in Azure, another one of those small little shows. It's always fun to see a juggler in a small venue. I liked it. Yeah. They you know, they invite the kids He's up. Funny to kind of sit on the floor right by the stage so they get a good view. You know, they get to interact. Then, But we had good seats otherwise. And then, Isabel, what did you, what was your big? Ran down to Friendship Rocks. Friendship Rocks, the big farewell show for the Oceaneer Club and Lab kids in the Walt Disney Theater. Yep. That's uh, always fun. Get a free shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I have a few of those, which is... Actually, that's good, because I need a new size. Yeah, so... It's always fun. They, if you're not familiar with Friendship Rocks, they kind of get together in the Oceaneer Club and Lab, and you know, during the course of the cruise, they'll take photos, some video, and then at the end, on, when they do offer it, all the parents are invited to the Walt Disney Theater. They bring the kids up on stage. Mickey and Minnie come out. They 
kind of do a little slideshow presentation of the photos and video of the kids having fun throughout the cruise and, you know, just kind of like a farewell party to kind of show the parents what the kids have been up to in there. And then after that, it was I our... I got one photo taken, but they didn't choose yeah. it to be in the slideshow. It happens. Then uh, that kind of brings us to our final dinner. Uh, we uh, ended it in Animator's Palette with the uh, Animation Magic Show, where you draw on your placemats and it comes live on the screen. Yep. I don't remember what I drew. And then we got to pack. Oh, at that dinner, that's when we got the best news ever. The 715. Yeah, the best news ever. <laughs> of the 715 breakfast that I still am not going back to ever again. When you're, we, when we're you used get to served dinner a cold at 6.45 in the morning, right? When you're served a cold omelet. <laughs> Do you really want to go back? Cabana's. For the win. Um, The last night was kind of a hoot because, um, and again, we'll have a separate podcast on this, but we packed, there's three of us in three suitcases, no carry-ons. Isabel and I each had, Isabel had a book bag, Scott had a camera bag and a laptop, and I had a, like a tote bag, small tote bag. So when you buy things... uh, At one point, I thought my backpack was going to break. (laughs) When you buy things, um, it's you think you have room because the two bottles of wine or three bottles of wine that we brought were gone or whatever. But um, it was a hoot, and we we ended up doing it. But that was a that's the first time that we were kind of like, you know, sweating the packing. But we got it, we got it taken care of. We, you know, had the transportation prearranged to take us to the airport. We did express walk off. The next day, yeah, it was super easy. We beat our transportation there, actually, um, because our flight left at 11.50 or something like that. Um, And we were told that customs in Vancouver can take a while. We breezed through it. It was awesome. Very, very efficient. Super awesome time to go to the airport. Mm -hmm. Um, It was great. We definitely looked out of the Vancouver airport coming and going. It was great. It was definitely great. So... um, yeah, kind of to do a brief um, overall, I'll give you my view of the cruise. Uh, I kind of wish that the the ports were in reverse. So it would have been cool to start with Endicott Arm or that area. Um, just for the pure and simple fact that when you go to Hubbard Glacier, even the Mendenhall Glacier, everything after that just kind of looks like it's just not as um, the bar is set really high after yeah, you go yeah. to Hubbard. So, kind of having Hubbard towards the end, um, and then maybe Sea Days or something like that, would have been just kind of a different way. But um, I would like to go back. There are more things in all of the cities that I would like to see. We would do a whale watching trip next time. Um, we did not do that this time for a variety of reasons, but we would next time. Um, so. I still would put Norway and Iceland as my number one cruise. Um, I think Alaska's probably second or very close. Uh, the Southern Caribbean is, is up there as well for me. Um, That's my favorite. Yeah. See, it's 
they're kind of even or Alaska might be edging just a, a pinch just due to the wildlife. But there are more things that I like to do in the Southern Caribbean, those islands with the snorkeling and stuff. Um, but I would love to go back, enjoyed Alaska, um, loved the cruise. The longer cruises are always amazing. So, you know, the 11 night cruise is my favorite. It's the longest cruise we've been on. Um, love the fact that Disney had different things to to do, even though that they all weren't um, as as great as each other. You know, the officer scavenger hunt was amazing. The cheese tasting was, I could get better cheese in Cabanas. Mm. I mean, you could. They all they had to do is was tell the ask the other ships what they you know put on the Remy cheese cart. I mean. Great. Um, there isn't anything that I wish that we would have done. I, you know, people ask about the alcohol tastings. Um, we've done mixology. We've done, you know, the champagne tasting. We've, you know, I, I might be able to hold my own wine tasting, so I'm, I'm probably not going to do Disney's. But those kinds of things I, I'm not sad about. We like to go down and play board games um, in I'm going to, I'm going to, it's O'Gills, right, Scott? I keep wanting to call it diversions or. It's Crown and Finn. Crown and Finn. I can't, I just. It's I called can't. diversions. Diversions. Um, we like to do that. So we, we went down, I think, two or three times and um, pieced together games and played. So had an enjoyable time. Didn't miss swimming on deck um, or the hot tubs. But yeah, that's, that's kind of my overview for, for me personally. Isabel? Overview of the cruise? I didn't miss swimming. I didn't miss the warm weather. Um, About day seven, she, she told us that she was ready to go home, ready to go back to Florida. Uh, she wanted to go swimming. She wanted the hot weather. Um, she missed the cats, but it was about that seventh day, and, and she did not do that when we were in Norway. She did not tell us that she was, was ready to go back. So um, that, that was a little different. But other than that, Isabel... Did you enjoy what you saw in Alaska? Yes. Okay. Glaciers? Mm-hmm. Learned a lot? Yeah. Cool. Okay. Scott? Dad, what about you? You want to give us some closure on your yes. view of the cruise? I really enjoyed the uh, itinerary. I uh, hovered a glacier, lived up to the hype. I mean, I look at that Iceland and Norway cruise. I was all in on Iceland. And that, you know, Iceland lived up to it in the same way. I was all in on Harvard Glacier as being kind of like the make it or break it for this cruise. And it exceeded expectations. So as the itinerary goes, it was awesome. Uh, I can't wait to go back sometime. There's, like Emily said, there's a lot more to see and do. Uh, we kind of just scratched the surface in some ports and. I think I would go back during a different time of the year just to experience different weather. Yeah. So like one of the one of the cruises at the end of May might be something that um, that we would pick. We obviously were kind of bound to when the nine night was and lucky that school didn't start. We got back from the cruise um, a week before school a week started. before school started. So, um, so we were just able to kind of go on it, but. Um, if they would have offered the nine night with Sitka, we would have done that because, um, you know, the longer cruises, more time in the area. So, um, Scott's right. We, 
we picked this one kind of on purpose. Um, and some people have been to Alaska several times, and this was our first time, so it was kind of nice to to get to experience that. Yes, very much so. That pretty much wraps up our uh, kind of overview of our nine-night Alaskan cruise on the Wonder. Uh, thanks for listening. And we will be back with a uh, next episode. We're going to talk about packing for an Alaskan cruise, kind of things we found helpful, things we uh, learned, and some nice tips. Right. I mean, uh, I can even discuss a little bit of the airfare, you know, because people talk about when to buy the airfare, when not to get the airfare, um, and and things like that. Because I. I have to say our, our one-way trip to Vancouver, yes, we had two stops, but I got an incredible deal. So we'll talk about that stuff, okay? So hope you enjoyed listening, and we'll see you next time. Ta-ta! Thank you for joining us. If you've enjoyed the episode, please feel free to share it with your friends and followers. We'd also be very grateful if you could rate and review our podcast on iTunes. If you have any issues, please drop us an email. You can connect with the show via the comments section on the website, Email us at contact at DisneyCruiseLineBlog.com, follow us on Twitter at the DCL blog, or on our Facebook page at Facebook.com forward slash DisneyCruiseLineBlog. Additionally, you can leave a voicemail, which we will try to incorporate into future podcasts, with your questions, comments, or feedback on the show by calling 321-765-3252.